Well, the one thing I don't do is I, I, I don't compare myself with anyone ever. It's not my thing. Um, I think that whole imposter syndrome thing, particularly for anybody doing business online, is sometimes something that becomes an issue. Welcome to The Ziggler Show, where we inspire your true performance. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. Today, we are back with Chris Ducker. Don't miss the main interview we did with him in show 546, where we talked about his journey and his just-released book, Youpreneur. It's Rise of the Youpreneur, the definitive guide to becoming the go-to leader in your industry and building a future-proof business. And you can go get it at youpreneur.com slash book. He's got two really incredible packages. But today we go behind the scenes with Chris and follow the seven spokes in the Ziggler Wheel of Life. We find out what Chris struggles with and the healthy habits he employs to overcome those struggles. Some highlights, he's one of the few Brits who doesn't like football, what we call soccer. He's an NBA fan, Boston Celtics specifically. Uh, he doesn't like exercise, but he does it to be around a long time for his kids. He reads to his kids every night, makes pancake and bacon, pancakes and bacon for them every Saturday. Uh, he believes in creating recurring moments and lessons with his kids. His best mental exercise is getting enough sleep. And a great tip I got from him is he doesn't look at his email until noon every day. He saves the morning for creative work. Really like that. His best career advice is understanding the importance of relationships. People should be treasured, not used. Incredible stuff. You're really going to enjoy this, folks. So let's get right to it. Here I bring you Chris Ducker. All right, Chris, we're coming off of our main interview with you in show 546. We actually, I got a little, I got a little fodder to work with here on your personal habits, some of the good, the bad, the ugly. So I want to dig into it though, and look at this as we go through the seven spokes, Ziggler wheel of life, looking at these areas and have you share, okay, in each one, where do you struggle if you do, or where have you in the past? And then what are the healthy habits that you have employed to overcome that or that you employ today to continue to grow? And spoke number one is just physical. And I know you have a story of crashing and burning physically. Uh, so that's uh, obviously a big part of your story. So, but tell us on the physical side, where the challenge has been, what do you do on a, on a continual habitual uh, piece of your life? Yeah, so I mean, I've, I, as a younger guy, I was always very, very, very active. I would ride bikes every single day to school or to work. Uh, I would play basketball. I discovered basketball when I was 12 years old. Um, wasn't much of a football fan, which is strange as a Brit, I know. Uh, but I became a big Boston Celtics fan in, in the mid to late 80s. Thank you, Larry Bird, for mm-hmm. showing me the way. Um, and uh, was always very physical was always very fit and healthy but then i like you kind of um you know preface there i I hit burnout Mm -hmm. uh in late 2009 and uh you know i was always very very active up to that point but i discovered that once i had burnout and i'd recovered from that actually for some reason i just wasn't that motivated quite frankly to Mm -hmm. exercise um and although i recovered from the burnout uh, it wasn't actually until two years later, like you said in in the main interview, um, where I needed back surgery. And you know, the the, the surgeon that did the uh, procedure on me was like, you know, you have to lose a little bit of weight, 
you'll have to get active again because you're not active enough. You have to move around. You've got to move your body, et cetera, et cetera. And so it was, it was basically 2012, mid 2012, when I really became, became rather active mm-hmm. again. My wife is a, a yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. She's a certified instructor. Um, and so she said that, like, you know, you really should start doing yoga. And I'm like, ah, yoga. I, you know, laying on a mat in a room full of sweaty people. It's just not my thing, darling, you know? Yeah. And so she said, but just calm. You must calm. You've got to move your body, you know? And obviously, like any good husband, I listened to my wife. And I'm glad I did because although the first few sessions were pretty grueling. By the way, if you've never done yoga before, mm-hmm. you have not had a workout. <laughs> I'm telling you now, I, I dare anyone to get onto a yoga mat and not sweat more than they've ever sweated in their life in one hour. I guarantee it. So um, it was great. And I, you know, I still do yoga a couple times a week now with my wife here in the house. We actually um, changed one of our bedrooms into a yoga studio in the house here for, for her to really kind of practice daily, but also for me to get in there. So we do that. Um, and you know, I, I, I'm just more physically active now than I ever have been. Um, my diet is a lot cleaner than it ever has been as well. Do I enjoy the odd pizza every now and then? Yes, I do. But ultimately, um, I'm a very fit and healthy guy now. So it doesn't come naturally to me though. And I want to point this out for everyone that's tuning in to understand this. I don't like exercise anymore. I used to enjoy doing it when I was younger, but now I do it for other reasons. I do it because I want to be around for a long time for my kids. And I know it's good for me. Um, and I don't want my wife to get angry with me. So there you go. <laughs> it's fear. It's yeah. fear motivating. Hey, whatever That's motivates what you, whatever motivates <laughs> you. Uh, well, speaking of your wife and your kids, and as you shared in mm. the first show, so much of your motivation is family and, uh, or the majority is family. So again, on the family side, the health of your family, what are, what have been the challenges and what are some of the consistent habits you employ for health with your family relationships? I think that, you know, this is the thing in this day and age, we are more connected than ever before as a human race. Yet, we've never been more disconnected at the very, very same time. And so, you know, there's little things like the devices, the phones, the iPads and everything. We don't have those lying around in our family time. We just don't do it. The only time my kid ever gets a hold of a phone or an iPad is when I'm on an airplane, you know, best parenting, you know, uh, you know, advancement in the last hundred years was the iPad for long (laughs) airplane journeys. Cheapest babysitter ever. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I I think genuinely just our, our number one focus as a family actually is just being there for each other in every way, shape and form. And so it's important for me to read to my kids every night. It's important for me on a Saturday morning uh, when everything's not so crazy in the morning with school and things like that. It's important for me to, we do it we, every single Saturday. We do pancakes and bacon. Every Saturday I'm making pancakes and bacon. And so, you know, it, it's these are little, I think what we've tried to do is try to create um, recurring moments, recurring lessons uh, as a family. And, and it's everything from, you know, being there and reading together and traveling together and, you know, just being present as much as possible in every way, shape and form. 
And uh, as this is Saturday morning, as we're talking, that's what we'll have to wrap up here because you got to get to your pancakes and bacon. Okay? Well, so I'm the, the, the good news is I, I can smell them. So clearly my wife has taken the okay. lead on that this right. morning. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Although I, I will say I do believe my pancakes are better. But okay. Well, I'm, I'm just so putting it out. We'll, there. we'll get you there shortly. We'll get you. Okay. So <laughs> next spoke then is is mental. And you'll appreciate hmm. this from, from Zig's famous quote, you know, what are the things that you do to, uh, to avoid stinking thinking and to, uh, and, and to just keep that mental edge? Well, the one thing I don't do is I, I, I don't compare myself with anyone ever. Hmm. It's not my thing. Um, I think that whole imposter syndrome thing, particularly for anybody doing business online is sometimes something that becomes an issue. Uh, you know, we're searching through our social media newsfeed on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever. And it's hard sometimes mm-hmm. to not compare yourself with these other people that just seem to be doing so much better than you, right? Yeah. Or they're putting out so much more content or their content is such higher quality in terms of video and all this sort of stuff. I don't do it. I don't buy into any of it in any way, shape or form. With Chris Ducker, what you see is what you get. I work hard to put out the content uh, that I put out and I work hard to run and build the businesses that I run and build and uh, people who know me and trust me will understand that and they'll appreciate it. Uh, you either, you're either, you're, you're on board or you're not sort of type thing. And I, I don't, I don't allow myself to get um, kind of, you know, wrapped up with that whole thing. Uh, but the big thing for me from a mental perspective, actually, and I, I made this change probably about two or three years ago, was to genuinely actually get enough sleep every mm. night. Um, for me, that was huge. And, and it getting enough sleep, because I'd struggled with sleep for years and years and years, um, and getting enough sleep, and I need around about seven hours each night. For me to do that, it means I have to go to bed at the same time, Every single night, yeah. it means I've, you know, got to, I've, I've got to be in a colder room. I mean, all these things I've discovered, a dark room, you know, no TV in our bedroom in, in this house uh, and all these other little bits and pieces. It's all being very, very influential on my mental state. Um, and that in turn has kind of led to less fogginess during the workday, which allows me to get more work done. Um, I don't check email until noon uh, every day. And so I get all my creative work done first, all the stuff that I know people need from me, even more than an email reply. Um, And uh, the mental side of things has never been stronger than it is today. I just appreciate the testimony and I want everybody to hear that sleep to keep, I mean, brain fog. I work in the health and wellness industry, brain fog. I don't remember hearing that term till not that long ago. And now it's Mm. just everywhere. Brain fog. So thank you for attesting to that. And that's really significant. You don't check your email till noon every day to get your creative work done first. Okay. I'm just going to tell you that's convicting because I do get my, I'm more creative in the morning. Absolutely. But man, am I often out of my own probably narcissism. I'm looking for emails because it's the next business deal. It's the next offer. It's to see the sale. It's to look for an opportunity. It's fun. And it's that dopamine that that, uh, Simon Sinek talks about. But I... Okay, you may have just convicted. I'm going to report back to you on that, okay? (laughs) Good. Well, But here's the thing. Here's the reality of it, right? If the email is in your inbox... 
It ain't going nowhere. <laughs> it'll it'll wait very yeah. patiently another few hours for you to find it. Trust me. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm gonna. You gotta hold me accountable. Okay. I I will. I like that. I you just spoke. Good. You just spoke to me. Okay. I got my money's worth right there. All right. Fourth <laughs> spoke is is financial. And, and again, I don't know if you if you've had financial struggles in the past, but what you know, what are the things uh, that you are doing or have done to keep things healthy? I have had struggles before in the past. In my early 20s, I was quite heavily in debt um, and, you know, worked my way out of them. Now, quite frankly, we, we actually, as a family, we have a budget every single month um, that is literally on a piece of paper <laughs> and, and we know exactly where we're going to spend, where we're going to be spending what. And even though financially I can more than enough afford to go way beyond that budget if I want, we stay within the budget. We save a certain amount every month. We, uh, enjoy a little bit every month as well. We take regular family trips. Um, uh, and, and obviously if I want to treat myself to a nice bottle of single malt when I'm visiting Scotland, I will do so. Uh, but you know, generally speaking, man, you know, what I, what I make is put to, is put back into the business. It's, um, donated to do a lot of charity stuff. And I just, I believe in the power of just budgeting and giving back. And that's kind of what we focus on. My, my son, you know, he's got three jars in his bedroom. He gets the equivalent probably of around about $5 a week in pocket money or an allowance, uh, as you guys in the US call it. Um, and in those three jars, uh, on, on each jar is written, uh, spend, save, give. Mm. And uh, he has to kind of put, you know, a, a dollar or whatever uh, in, in that each, uh, at least each week. And, um, you know, it's kind of just instilling into him as my younger son, um, you know, the importance of valuing uh, a dollar. My father used to say all the time, you know, if you look after the pennies, the pounds will look after themselves. Yes. Uh, I ignored him completely until my late 20s. And then I realized that he was actually 100% right. <laughs> yeah. how, how do we all relate to that? Uh, yes. Okay. I love that. Spend, save, give for the kids. Beautiful yep. there. Mm. So next book is spiritual. And you've spoken to that. Well, in the first show, you spoke to that side of your life and your mom's influence in that arena of your life. But uh, tell me a little bit about that uh, That. Re- reality in you and then what you do to foster that. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I was, I was born and raised as a Catholic. Uh, I'm, I'm still following the Catholic faith faith to this day. And, um, you know, we, we, it goes for us, it goes beyond just going to church every Sunday, although we do that. Uh, you know, it's, it's prayers at bedtime, it's prayers before meals and it's, um, genuinely just, you know, following, following the way of God and, and what he's all about and, and what it means to be a good, decent human being that loves his fellow man. And I'm a big believer that, uh, you know, we, we can get wrapped up in the world if we want. We can get wrapped up in the hate and, and all that sort of side of things if we want. Yeah. But I believe that it's my faith and my, and my beliefs that, um, stop me from doing that. And I want to inspire my children and those around me, uh, to, uh, you know, to do likewise as much as they possibly can. And I'm, I'm not one of those people that kind of forces my faith on other people. I, I, I don't do that. Um, I'm not out there kind of preaching or anything like that. But if anybody asks, I'm quite happy to talk about, um, my love of God and, and what he's brought to my life. And so, um, it's something that I, I really want to, you know, pass on to my children. My mother did a great job in, in doing it 
with me and my brother, although my brother later on in life, unfortunately, you know, kind of decided that it wasn't really for him all that much anymore. Um, I have continued to, uh, to be a big, uh, a big follower and believer in God's word. So it's just something that's very close to my heart. And it's, it's something I'm very proud of, and I have no problems talking about it with the right people. And thank you for that. And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. Next one, career. And as you've mm. talked about, I mean, career, your business is a huge part of your life. But as you look at that and look at your own varied career, uh, you know, I don't know if there were some specific struggles. Now, I know you talked about the burnout, but in your just trajectory, your path in your career, you know, what are the things that you have employed again to keep yourself on the in a healthy place and in a healthy way and in a direction that you believe is best for you? There's two things really for me that have been what I believe, you know, we, we could, you know, we talk about, you know, Zig's wheel of life and the seven spokes. I mean, if I had two spokes in my career, they would be, you know, number one, understanding the importance of relationships. I think that relationships should be treasured, not used. And I'm a big, big believer of that. Um, you know, again, in the online business world, everybody wants the affiliate deal. Everybody wants your email list. Everyone wants to have that shortcut um, and all that sort of thing. That's really not my vibe at all. The people that I come into contact with, I'll either get them straight away and they'll get me and we'll have a lifelong relationship. Some of those relationships will be closer than others, obviously. But I truly believe that people do business with me before they ever do business with any of my companies. Mm. I'm a big, big believer of that. So relationships are key, number one. Number two would actually be the the never-ending cycle of learning. Um, I love to read. I love to learn. I love to mastermind and brainstorm. I go to conferences where I'm not a speaker, which although is becoming less and less, thank, you know, thank God on that side of things in regards to getting all these great invites to go everywhere and speak. But I still attend conferences from time to time where I'm not speaking because I want to go there to learn genuinely. And so I'm a bit of a bit, bit of a bookworm. I, I love surrounding myself with people that are smarter than me, um, which is, you know, why I became great friends with your dad and your mom. Um, and you know, I'm a, but I'm a big believer in, in, in as a leader, I believe I must continue to learn in order to lead effectively into the future. And so I, I'm a big believer of, of learning and, and, and under, you know, trying to get under people's, uh, skin a little bit in regards to what makes them tick. I like learning to lead effectively, have to learn to lead effectively. Well, thank you there. Last one is personal. And this is one, Chris, this is you. This is the, the fun you do, the hobbies you do, the things that give you joy and make you a great Chris. Well, um, man, how long you got? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got pancakes and bacon, so you cook yeah. at least. We got that one. I, well, I don't know whether you could call that cooking, okay, well. but um, <laughs> I can do a breakfast. I can okay. do a breakfast. Uh, no, I, I, you know, for me, my my joy in my life is is my family. I mean, we go back to number two, right? In the will of life, it's my family. It, I I am very blessed and very very 
honored and lucky to have married my best friend. Um, and all these years later, she's still my best friend. I love my wife with all my heart and soul. My children are the very oxygen that I breathe, quite frankly, every single day. But I'm, I'm never happier than when I'm just at home. I'm a homebody. Um, and sitting, watching a movie with my kids or building a Lego set. We're big Lego fans in this family. I've got mm-hmm. more Lego in this building right now than you probably have in your entire neighborhood, uh-huh. quite frankly. Um, you know, and we go out, and we, but it's, it's serious with us. I mean, like we, we block time, you know, we block time off on the schedule. This is Lego time. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we build the 5,000 piece, you know, Lego Death Star, uh, and all the, you know, start from Star Wars. I mean, we're very serious about our Lego in this, in this family. So Lego is a big thing as a, as a gent, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in, um, you know, just, uh, enjoying, you know, enjoying a nice bottle of single malt from time to time, not all in one night, obviously. Right, right. Um, and surrounding myself with, with great friends and, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing more that I like to do than just to have great conversations with great people. That for me is a, is a big thing for me. Okay. Well, this is not the lightning round because we've already discussed, so we don't want that, but I do, you've mentioned a couple of times, movies and books. I want to know yeah. a couple, a couple, uh, uh, one, two, whatever, uh, great, you know, movie, uh, movies and, uh, or books that you've read lately. I'm curious. Okay. Lately. Okay. Let's see. Um, yeah. Cool, Cause I'm well, like you, I love a good movie, but it's so right. hard to find something to risk an hour and a half of my life on. that's right. not going to have anything for me. So I'm always looking you for see, a good recommendation. I, I, I always want, I want movies as well. Nowadays I want movies that I can watch with my kids as well, yeah. which it becomes even harder because yes. there's so much stuff in movies nowadays that you don't want your kids to see. Right. Yeah. So I think um, we just watched actually it's an oldie, but it's a goodie. Last weekend we sat down and we watched the karate kids. Oh yeah. Ralph, match oh what a great film i hadn't seen the film for probably 20 years or something and i sat down and i remember going to see that at the wimbledon odeon with my mom um she was not impressed at all with the film she fell asleep (laughs) halfway through it but i loved it and actually that was the introduction that i really needed into martial arts i've been practicing martial arts on and off in my whole life now ever since and so um i wanted a mr miyagi so badly when i was when i was a an an early uh karate student i really wanted a mr miyagi never found one but um you know i i think really movies that that inspire my my kids and tell a great story and and you know we watched recently as well a dog's purpose Hmm. um if you've never seen that film as a grown man i i command you to watch it and try to not cry okay uh it was one of those films where i cried like a baby four or five times literally in the space of an hour and 40 minutes or whatever it was um and as as a dog owner you know the whole family was in tears watching that film so i think movies i think just in general that just make us laugh and Mm -hmm. make us just you know think about what we've got and how lucky we are books um that i've read recently um i recently read the mask of masculinity by my very good friend lewis house who actually did the foreword for my new book rise of the upreneur which was great i I actually noticed that i just i just met lewis um man a month and a half ago or so uh Mm -hmm. through uh chris gillibo introduced us okay and then interviewed lewis and that was my introduction to him and yes so appreciated that book and it was a great topic of course uh for the for the show 
and and not just men. I think you know mm. even even ladies should pick up and read that book mm. as well to, yes. to understand their man a little bit more as well, or just men in general, not not necessarily their man. So, yeah. I think that was a great book, and um, I haven't got uh, I haven't got into it yet, but I was gifted the latest Richard Branson kind of updated autobiography, huh. uh, which I haven't I haven't gotten into yet. So I'm looking forward to probably jumping into that on my trip over to the US in a, a couple of weeks from now or a week from now actually uh so i'm a, i'm a i'm a i'm a big reader but i like to read um smaller shorter books yeah. on a regular basis and then when i've got a big trip planned and i know i'm going to be in hotel rooms on my own a lot and things like that that's where i get into those uh those rather chunky autobiographies and things like that yes okay i like that and i actually wrote down movie wise you mentioned it earlier i got it in my pocket a beautiful mind i don't think i've ever watched it with my kids kids. Uh, so great oh, flick, shit. great flick. Yeah. I want somebody, somebody listen to this, everybody in the audience. I want somebody to create a movie site. That's something like redemptive movie.com. Doesn't mean it has to be spiritual or something super deep, but I got something. I got the laugh. I got the cry. I got the feel. I got to be excited. Just something that I got out of it so I can go and pick movies out of there. Cause I'm always looking yeah. for something that's and family friendly. You know, yeah. it's gotta be family friendly for me. I mean, like I have no problems watching, you know, uh, you know, an adult type film with, you know, in, in regards to, you know, the drama or the mystery, you know, right. you know, murder mystery and all that kind of stuff. I'm fine watching those kind of more adult themed movies. But I mean, if, you know, we spend so much time together as a family that I can't do that, you know, and, and it's yeah. hard to find movies like A Dog's Purpose, which is genuinely a family film. Um, it's hard to find those films nowadays. Yeah. And that's a shame, you know. Yes, it is. Hey, thank you. Thanks for giving us a behind the scenes walk with Chris Ducker and just uh, sharing this. This was this was fun. I got a lot to take home and I know our audience did too. So blessings, Chris. Thank you for giving us yourself. No, it was all my pleasure. And unlike genuinely any other interviews I've done for podcasts for quite some time as i would as i would expect with the ziggler name attached to it a genuine original that's for sure it was a pleasure to chat with you thank you chris blessings to you okay friends i know that 95 percent of you right now are hungering for pancakes and bacon i understand well i know you got a lot out of that again you can connect with chris and get his book rise of the youpreneur the definitive guide to becoming the go-to leader in your industry and building a future proof business by going to youpreneur dot com slash books uh, at slash book i'm sorry youpreneur.com slash book of course you can get the book anywhere you buy books but if you go there he's got real uh, two really great packages that you can uh, you can benefit from well coming up next in show 548 we listen to a two-minute clip from zig ziglar on dealing with the hardships in our past overcoming them and progressing on to success it's really a message that is relevant for all of us nobody has had a picture perfect life and we're all handicapped to some degree by the things that have happened to us well, and from that clip, I posted on Facebook at my page, Agent K, as in Kevin, K Miller, this question, what is something bad or challenging from your past that handicapped you, but you have finally overcome? And if you have something that is still handicapping you and you're struggling to overcome it, please share as well. Well, of course, people did share. It was really tremendous. The comments were incredible. Uh, Michelle Prince and I walked through them and it just, it blessed, it blessed us all. It was really profound. Well, so Till then, folks, thank you, as always, for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.